Hello and welcome to the DFS underscore PhD show for today, the 5th of October, but it's going to be for the main slate of the NFL this week. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, somebody's got to win that money. Million dollars this week, million dollars if you can figure it out. So first of all, let's do a little bit of drill down into last week's lineup, see who won the smaller competitions that SaberSim is capable of actually displaying on the screen. Um, so first of all, the, the winner used all of the salary and a one stack with a run back, no secondary stack. So that's one vote for efficiency. Second place, 200, a two stack, no secondary stack. Another vote for almost full efficiency, 50K, 49.9, 50K, 50K, 49.9, 49.9, 49.9, 50K. Now this is the single entry. So it's possible the single entry people are being more conservative, but, and also I remember now, Secondary stack information is not correct on this screen. They're still working on fixing it at SaberSim. So don't assume they don't have a secondary stack. They're just not displaying in the look back. Um, let me make myself a little bigger so I can, hey guys. Uh, okay, so, but you can see generally more than $200 of salary on the table, not necessary. So let me go back, change my settings for this week. I've already got one bill done with 500, I think it was, but that's that's too much wiggle room. The uh, slate's already efficient enough. You don't need to be leaving 500 left over in order to win. Uh, top 10, all top 10 were, were only 200. So impressive by DraftKings, honestly. Like this is a few weeks into the season and they, they had a pretty um, efficient slate last week. Now I do think, uh, what's the, oh, where was that? That's here. Um, hmm, so I still have a, a baseball one in the middle. Oh yeah, I'm, I'll put the football one here. Okay, so yeah, so stack-wise though, it looked like all this, all of them had stacking as well. So we will also have stacking as well. I don't know what's going on here. It sometimes has trouble lo loading the reviews. That's why sometimes the reviews we do are limited. All right, I'll let you know if I find anything here. Hopefully it doesn't stop the stream. Oh yeah, this time I should mention for the people on the football stream, I mentioned it for the baseball people yesterday. I assume there's not 100% overlap, so that's why I mentioned it again. Uh, my, my friend's novel, Kill Show, is out this week. I think it's out a couple of days ago. Um, a true crime novel by Daniel Swearen Becker. Got my copy. Visible on screen. Getting through it. Um, you know, it's a fun setup. It's like, you know, if you only watch TV, the setup is the only murders in the building kind of setup. But if you listen to podcasts, you're aware of what a true crime podcast is. So you don't need further uh, Further um, background on why that would be fun, what, what the sorts of ins and outs that could be interesting are. But yes, again, not a sponsored post. That's just a good friend. And I like to give him a little boost since I have any kind of platform. Uh, okay, so yeah, uh, on to this week. I'm on Brees Hall guy. So that's definitely, I'm, I'm on to Brees Lightning. They, they said that, he, you know, it's coach speak. So buy it, sell it, whatever you want. But honestly, if he gets any, even if he gets his traditional snaps, he's incredible. He looks, he looks very explosive. He looks like he did before the surgery, um, which is incredible. Like, did not really expect him to ever recover that. So I, I'm going to be up at 2.5x uh, the field on Brees this week, assuming that the field stays whatever low they are. Um, besides that, yeah, Kelsey, there's just, he's always the best. Um, and it's just about tolerance. Like, is he going to be still Taylor Swift over-owned? Maybe. I mean, if she says she's going to Minnesota, she probably won't because she's not fighting a vikings emission scandal like she was with the jets did you guys see that super clever on her part to go to the jets game because now if you search for taylor swift jet it, the first result is not 
her emissions and stuff like that. So that was very clever on her part, assuming that was maybe part of the consideration, but it's possible she's just a nice person and this was a benefit that came you know, along the side. So yeah, Wandale, this is a good projection on their part. I didn't put this in there. I may yet go back and boost the entire Giants wide receiving core. Um, but Wandale specifically, I bet he's close to min price this week. And it's just terrible. Yep, he's exactly min price. If he plays, I see a Q tag. I, I don't think that's real. He played a lot of snaps this week. And he runs those routes that are like the only routes Daniel Jones is capable of completing. So, I mean, 60% is too much. I'm not going to be at 60%. You can see me pair it down live to... But if he's, wow, 35%, he's clearly, clearly underpriced, but could give you a zero. So tough. I mean, it's really tough because on a slate like this, if he does get those catches, you know, we're expecting what? Five, 10 catches, not even targets. He could get 10 targets easy because Daniel Jones is going to be passing, playing from behind and doing a bad job. But a third of game scripts, he's up, completely optimal, I think. Um, I think that the field's probably right and I'm not going to have to be overweight. Again, these are all dummy lineups. I'm rebuilding later in the week with the information you have later in the week. You should always rebuild close to lock. That's why I will be exiting the stream and paying attention to NBA preseason stuff because it's almost NBA preseason time here on Thursday morning in real life, um, but you're watching this in the future and you're concerned about Sunday morning. So continue processing, Saberson. Come on. All right. Thank you. Um, yeah. Oh, I should tell you like what, what was my setup? Who are the guys who are even in, in the build? Who cares what Saberson picks? You guys can see that. Uh, yeah, so the guys I left out, Daniel Jones as a quarterback, I'll get on his re receivers, but like, is he going to be the optimal quarterback? I just can't bet that this week. So bad. I mean, and also 9% of you are betting that. So it's not like I'm getting any edge. I think 9% is covering it. You guys can have it. Um, same thing with Burrow. Like, number one, they're playing Arizona. I don't expect they're going to have to do a lot of passing it. Number two, 13% of you are already playing him. So there's just no meat on the bone for me. So that's that's the same deal with Russell Wilson. It's not that I don't think that the um, that Denver isn't a great stack to play most weeks. I just don't think Russ is going to be cooking this week. I think Javante Williams is going to be cooking, or you know whoever their running backs are going to be cooking. So yeah, that's why I'm not playing that stack. Um, and I added a few stacks and I buffed a couple of stacks here. Like uh, I think yeah, my Bryce. <laughs> it still won't give me any Bryce Young. I love Bryce Young. I I, I included him in the um, in the pool. I want to take a few shots out of 150 for sure. So, you know, I'll be 3x the field on Bryce Young because this Carolina stack is underrated. It's got really condensed target share and it's going to be playing from behind with very easy runbacks to see. So I, I like that Carolina-Detroit game is a sneaky stack. Um, obviously, it's not as sneaky on the Detroit side, but either way, I'm, yeah, um, I like that game, but apparently, I mean, obviously, you know what to do if you're playing a cash game, if you're trying to win the millionaire, your first two guys in are Hurts and Mahomes. They just have a higher floor, higher, higher floor and as high of a ceiling as any other quarterback. You're not going to be beaten by them, but this may beat you, right? They are expensive. So your cheap punt, your cheap quarterback is probably Kirk Cousins and Tua. Those guys both throw it and are down a peg. And so same, same ceiling as the other guys. You're playing cash. Those are your four guys you could possibly consider. Probably you just go Hurts. You're playing GPP. And I mean, I say you're playing cash. I don't ever play cash. I don't like it. I don't see what the point is in trying to trying to figure out the optimal lineup. You That's not fun. And you never really figure it out anyway because something happens, right? So like, I don't know. It's not, you don't even get the arbiter of the one thing you're trying to do. And so I'm not trying to win less. So I want to win the absolute max I can. That's why I'm only playing GPPs. 
Um, and that's also why I'm playing these ridiculous lineups, right? I'd be like, you know, it's not that I think Ryan Tannehill's got a great arm or Zach Wilson's going to bomb it out there. <clears throat> I just think after what I saw last week, yeah, I'll put some I'll put some shares on Zach Wilson for sure. That was fine. Like he was very serviceable. If you give him thirty passes this week, you better double check who's in the Millie Maker lineup. He's going to be just fine. Um, that's a uh, Denver. Denver's bad. So I, you know, I, so okay. A chain is you can make a stand if you want to. My stand is this: I am taking both A chain and Mostert. I think they're fine. I think let's look. Just make sure Miami. Dolphins, RB snap counts. Make sure I didn't miss anything here, but they were pretty close to even last week. In my memory. That's season, yes, because Ingold, but most recent week. 60 to 43, but this is what I'm saying. People, so 60 43 is almost 50 50. And points per 100 snaps was, and this is standard. This isn't even PPR. Given PPR, it's going to be like, yeah, 20 to 70. So my my point is this backfield, I mean, yes, A-Chain has a bit more talent than Mostert. Mostert is a bit older, but generally speaking, it's the blockers who make the running backs. That's the whole zero RB strategy. That's the whole thesis behind all of fantasy sports right now and also coaching and head coaching and GMing and stuff. So the idea here is that these are, if you went for the season for all the guys, these points per hundred snaps should even out. And number one, Mostert's season long is pretty solid. 56 points per hundred snaps. If you're going to give him 40 snaps a game, gives him a lot of points. He had that one outlier game. I understand. I'm not actually going to project any of these guys based on those games they've had in the past. But it's worth thinking. They still play on the same offense, which is still extremely fast paced and throws a lot of check down passes to whoever's there. You can't throw a check down pass to the other guys on the bench, right? So whoever's there at the start of the possession catches the check down pass. And yeah, I think it's sometimes Alex Ingold as well. I mean, he's, he's in play to showdown. This is a classic slate. So you got A-Chain, you got Mostert, and you got to have them both. You got to have exposure to both. They're just unknown upside for these guys. Uh, where is my, there's my one. So I, that is a rule though. I don't, I don't think both get there. Yes, I'm aware in one of four slates, one of, both of them did get there as optimal. I do think that was an outlier. And I don't think even on that slate, that didn't take down the middle. So you can't really be too worried about that condition. Javante is questionable. I think I might buff him as well. Let me just, um, Saquon as well, not coming in. I thought I was being contrarian to put him in the player pool, but the optimizer tells me that's not just contrarian. That is wrong. Oh, yeah. And am I ranking these right? Large slate? No, I need to rank by Sabre score for the appropriate tournament. This is the equivalent of ROI sorting for those of us who are playing it cheap to do it large slate and 50K plus. So tell it I'm playing the big tournament. And in this case, I'm actually playing... If we're doing 150 max, then it's going to be the, the 50 cent tournament. But, you know, whatever. That's not part of... The, that's probably where the difference is. Maybe you could in, input different ownerships. But then you're assuming the field is... Uh, you have to assume something about the sharpness of the field when you put in different ownerships for different uh, price levels. And so there's just all sorts of assumptions. I'm not sure if we get there. Running back with size A-Chain, Swift, Montgomery. Um, these are guys who have shorn up a lot, of, a lot more touches than we thought they were going to get on these teams. So they're in play. Um, about a quarter of the time. I think that's fine. They're playing against teams that are not great. They should be running the ball. Game scripts favor them. Same thing with Javante. Like I've been saying, I think I'm going to boost him to 16. Let me just do that right here because that's the way I feel. I don't think Javante is in a class lower than these other guys significantly. I don't think he's in a... I mean, I mean, is James Conner in a lower class? Yeah. Oh, it's not... What are these ranks by? Exposure. Okay. Yeah. 
make sure I rank them by actual point expectation. Yeah, just make sure I get it. Because I, I think Nixon's in that class as well. Swift's in that class. I just have a bunch of indistinguishable guys. I don't want them to be like one of them's 0.4 more. And so that 0.4 decides, you know, the whole thing. So I'm just going to make it so that the uh, these are exactly the same. Because I see no difference between Nixon, Javante Williams, and Swift um, on this slate. They're all the same. Same guys. The Spider-Man pointing at each other gift guys. And ownership-wise, you can see Javante is way lower owned. So for GPP, it probably means I get to way more of him um, than the other guys. You know. It depends on the rest of your lineup, though. So, yeah. Uh, wow. It's really anti-Mixon, the optimizer. I, I'm not even scrolling over to see what the optimizer is giving me yet because I'm trying to give you my picks. So, let me keep going with wide receiver. Didn't buff anything here aside from game script stuff. So, Carolina-Detroit, I bumped both sides. I think that game's being under-projected. I think they'll they'll get there for points. So, this is all, yeah. Wandale's great as an option. Oh, great. Calvin Austin's still there. He's still seeing snaps, guys. He's still seeing the snaps. He could get there. Um, let, let's do Steelers snap counts. Then we'll get out of here for snap counts. I was just going to Fantasy Pros. It's not a. This is not an endorsement by me. I just know where all the stuff is on their site. Yep, Calvin Austin's getting those snaps. Um, it's a lot of snaps. So. Yeah, the, the thought is that he may catch a pass. What was it in the last week? 90% of the snaps, 53 snaps per game. So if we do his season-long PPR with 50 snaps a game, 9 points, 10 points. So what do we got? I should close this baseball one. RIP baseball. We'll have a maybe. I, I don't know if there are more classic slates. If there are more classic slates, we'll do a couple more baseball. And then, you know, I like showdowns. So I'm going to talk about showdowns as well. I know. I think I remember they offer pretty solid five-figure showdowns for the, the World Series and stuff. Um, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Calvin Austin. 3.3%. Great. Nine points is definitely appropriate based on the calculation we just did. You might even boost him to 9.5. So or 10 or something. Yeah, I like having him at 10. Just a nice even 10. He's definitely him and Wandale are the, the values of the slate. Again, I mean, both of them are going to be out there 90% of the snaps we would expect. And both of them are almost mid-price. So presumably by by the time, I mean, the, no reason that, that Calvin Austin should be 3% or Wandale is 33%. No reason. I mean, I'll tell you the reason. Wandale caught some passes last week and Calvin Austin did not. So you can play that if you want to. Um, I don't, I don't think that week over week, who knows it's coin flip for me, which one of them comes up with more points this week. Both of them are going to be passing. Okay. The reason it might be Wandale faster game script giants in Miami going to be ton of possessions in my estimation, even if Miami runs it, right? I mean, the way things have worked so far this year, presumably that won't keep up. I understand regression to the mean. You guys should also, we're almost to the week, you know, six, is this week six? We're getting close to where we should start paying attention to regression to the mean. It's like the only thing that matters for a few weeks because we've got a lot of data on snaps, a lot of data on passing people in, in teams where they're not making changes. You got to look at those almost catches. Those are going to be the ones that are going to be catches because like either they are or that guy's going to be out like no longer the wide receiver, right? So either way, you've got a play to make. All right. So that's your plays for this week. Uh, oh, tight end. Get the tight end. Tight end and DST. You know my things. I don't play the chalk. So I'm not going to be high on Zacherts. I'm going to be not high on Kelsey. I'm going to be high on Goddard. Probably in stacks there since I have so much of Philly. And and also run back since I have so much of the Rams. And then DSTs. I'm probably I didn't actually 
click the button here. Yeah, I'm going to undo Titans. Anytime this is a chalk BST, don't play it. Don't play it. Don't play it in tournaments. Don't play it. No reason to play in tournaments. Yeah, your upside. It just limits your upside. That's all there is to it. Um, you get you get a, a, a defensive touchdown. You get less upside if you play the chalk. You get a ton of leverage if you play any other team. And like if Jets or Cardinals or Ravens or Panthers or Dolphins or Broncos are the only team with a defensive touchdown, you freaking get 95% leverage on the field. But if the Titans get a defensive touchdown, the same incredibly rare event, you only get 70% leverage on the field. So which do you prefer? 95% leverage or 70% leverage for a super rare event? That otherwise, also, if I look at projections, Titans are random middle of the field. What is this? Why are the... Okay, probably just wrong. So I'm going to stop calling out what is it early in the week. Wrong ownership projection from SaberSim. You guys can you know look around for Stochastic or also refresh your ownerships for SaberSim later in the week, see what they got. Um, yeah, remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, somebody's got to win that money. I might as well be 